Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another enlightening episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and today we have the honor of hosting a distinguished guest who is truly a master in the realm of communications and the relationships. So our guest today is none other than Dr. Heather Browning. So welcome to the show Dr. Heather. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. Lovely. So, Dr. Heather, like before we start our conversation today and we delve deep into the topic, uh, I would love to mention this to all of our listeners that uh, Dr. Heather has dedicated her career to helping the individuals recognize the profound power of communication. So, it's an essential skill that often uh, goes unnoticed, and Dr. Heather believes that by understanding, approaching. and also at the same time believing in our communication we can unlock the untold possibilities that's that's very very true yeah so uh, uh, she she has a unique perspective that stems from her uh, personal journey of growing up with a uh, paranoid uh, uh, her her mother and and uh, this experience granted her a powerful awareness that no two individuals perceive reality in the same way despite our shared beliefs so harnessing this uh, revolutionary insight she has become a catalyst for transforming the communication within ourselves and in all types of relationships ultimately unlocking the hidden key to the acceptance so as a seasoned relationship expert dr heather has worked with thousands of individuals and the couples in uh, psychotherapy and she's a tedx and keynote speaker as well so a prolific author uh, published in numerous uh, journals and uh, reputable publications and also a sought after voice in the media so with an active uh, uh, tiktok channel as well and features on abc 7 news she brings her wisdom uh, to diverse platforms making a significant impact on how we understand and navigate the relationships so i i'll, I'll not take much of uh, all of your time i'll i'll simply will jump into uh, today's discussion and we'll learn a lot of things from her today so welcome to the show again dr hida thank you so much for having me and i'm excited to announce that my book just came out speaking with the heart on amazon and barnes and noble all about what we're going to be talking about today so let's jump in lovely that's really lovely so uh, i mean uh, conscious communication is a term you often use so 
if, if you could elaborate on what it actually means and how can individuals actively practice in it in their daily lives especially in the context of uh, mental health and the business communication well i think when we think about communication most of us think about words yeah and words are actually just descriptions of thought processes or emotions it leaves a lot that's out it's really a very small portion of communication yet in our day and age because we use the internet because we use texting it's become the primary and i think that's a huge reason why we're feeling so disconnected why we're feeling so misunderstood and why there is such dissension that's going on because you lose you lose the intention of the person you lose the emotion of the person and so my belief has always been to do it from the opposite side to start with trying to develop some compassion toward the other person for the conversation that you're going to be having or the topic that you're going to be having and then create a connection of where are we going what are we wanting out of this conversation what are we wanting out of this meeting what do we kind of need to light up and then you step in and start communicating i think we do it completely backwards we just start talking and we kind of hope we end up with connection or on the same page and it's very haphazard and random and not very effective the analogy i like to give people is if i want to make something for dinner i don't open up my cupboards and my refrigerator and just throw things in i don't throw in pasta and sauerkraut and ketchup and cottage cheese and syrup and mustard and think i'm going to have macaroni and cheese i follow a recipe which is brilliant because then you know what you're getting Yeah. you know how to create it well you know how long it's going to take for it to be delicious you've got all the steps and i don't know why we don't use that for our important conversations and especially in the business sector it's the perfect model figure out what you want what are all the steps that you need what are all the items that you need how long is it going to take do you have the manpower to do so and then you're going to have a much better product or a much better conversation but we don't we don't tend to do that we just jump on in and kind of hope it goes well and a lot of times it doesn't exactly lovely so so uh, i mean mental health and uh, the mindset play crucial roles in the overall wellbeing so how do these factors intersect with the effective communication and uh if i talk about the strategies so what kind of strategies can individuals employ to maintain that healthy mindset while also engaging in the challenging uh conversations well a lot is understanding yourself and it's very important that we try to that we understand where we're strong that we understand where we're weak that we understand where we become insecure or fearful and, and to be aware of that to own that and to talk to yourself ahead of time of what are you going to do if you're somebody who becomes very maybe rattled or or uncomfortable when you're kind of called on the spot it would be important to say could you give me a, a moment i want to collect my thoughts and then breathe into that and give yourself that moment if you're someone who gets a little fired up it's going to be important to say hmm that that triggered me a little bit give me a moment let me let me think about this and then proceed it's important to know what your personal tendencies are and then as much as possible 
take care of yourself when you find you're in that situation because the other person it's it's not up to them to do it and they're not going to and if you want to come through the best thing you can do is deal with whatever your personal experience is and manage your emotions uh, i'll say in session i'll say in a conversation oh give me a second i'm not i'm not quite certain how I'm taking that in. People will be very respectful and I'll, I'll, I'll let it filter through my head so it's not Heather in judgment, Heather in fear, Heather in frustration, but it's, let me get a broader picture. If you think about it, when you hear something, mm. we, we, we're, we're processing it. And mm. sometimes it's going to process immediately where it needs to go, sometimes not. And that's going to depend upon our own personal history, where we are in that moment, but then also our relationship with the conversation and our relationship with the person that we're speaking with. And so I think it's vital to take care of yourself at all times as best as possible so that you can stay congruent and clear and open and accessible um, and help. This is your fault. You know, you created this. I'm not this way. You pulled this out of me. And if you really take a moment to think about that, what is that saying? I have no personal power. I don't have choice. You somehow reign over me and you've got this power over me. Only if I give that to you. Mm -hmm. And we all tend to with certain people or in certain relationships where we want something from them or we're insecure mm -hmm. or we're trying to impress. And so it's important for us to know where are those places where I get a little muddled? Where are those places where I get defensive and be able to own that and take a moment to make certain to clear that through as much as possible. Sure. I've never known of somebody who waited to say something and then later on wished they had, unless it was something like not being at a place to reveal a personal truth, like I really like you. But in anger and frustration, I have never heard somebody say, I wish I had just blurted it out in the moment. If you give yourself a little bit of time to process this and think about it, then you have better clarity. I'm sure we've all done this. You zip off a text without thinking, you you zip off an email when you're frustrated and then you look back on it and you think, why did I do that? Why didn't I just say, I don't really understand or I need to think about this. Why did we say, this is stupid. This is dumb. I hate this. This won't work. So there's a place of us taking ownership mm. of what we present to the world and what we share with the world. And if we were all to do that, myself included, it, it would go so much better. Lovely. That's really lovely. So, um, okay. I mean, communication in um, the business context is often multifaceted. So how can the professionals uh, balance that uh, assertiveness and empathy in their communication style when dealing with the high stakes situations or uh, maybe leadership roles? I think it's actually even more important when you're dealing with high stakes, very important things, it is about people's passion. It is about people's livelihood. 
They want to know that they are important. One of the best things I think you can say to anybody is, you are really important to me. And your thoughts and your feelings are really important to me. And I want to take them into consideration. That doesn't mean I'm going to do what it is that you want. But that also, I want you to know that doesn't mean I'm not listening to what you're saying. And I will keep thinking about it, even if it's not something that works at this time. We tend to believe, unless you take my opinion, that means you don't care. I'm not valued. I completely disagree. If if someone takes my opinion and they still consider otherwise, they chose what they thought was best for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean that my viewpoint isn't important. And in high-end corporate, it's very important that the team is running smoothly. Now, a place that can be problematic is if somebody is going through something in their life and they're having emotional problems and they're bringing that to the corporate floor and they're bringing that to the corporate Uh, boardroom and interactions, that's the place where I think somebody who who is in a supervisor role needs to step in and say, you know, something's going on, the way you're interacting is, is not the way you normally do. Is there something we need to do to get you some support? Uh, there's a couple of companies that I work with, and they have called me in to actually have sessions with everybody on the board, or everybody on their team. And they don't want to know what's going on in their their employee's life because they don't need to. But it's been fascinating to hear someone's mother is dying. Somebody just brought in their father to live with them. They're going through divorce. Their child has leukemia. All these things that, that the boss might not know about, but it is impacting them at work. And by having someone to talk to, they feel cared for. And when it's done through a corporate setting, it's a beautiful, beautiful present to your employees. And every company I have worked with, they haven't ended up wanting to know all the personal stories a lot of times. But because I was hired from the company, it feels, and it's true, the company does care. So there's a place of letting your employees know you are important to me. Your thoughts are important to me. We also have a job to do. And so we need to stay on track and on task for that. If we were to realize that that we all have our own opinion and we all have our own thoughts and feelings, as does everyone else, it's up to us if we decide to make everything personal. And if I say, well, this is personal, like you're not caring about me. What I'm also saying is, well, I'm not caring about you because you're supposed to only care about me. A yes is a no. And we need to look at that. If I say only my opinion is important, I am saying your opinion isn't important. We don't realize that. And if we think about that more so, then we can engage differently. I've listened to what you said. You brought up a lot of really important points. I don't think it's going to work in this place, but I want to let you know I really appreciate your input. That's different than, no, we're not doing it that way. There's a lot of bedside compassion that would be helpful. There's a way of, mm, through our communication, through our compassion, through our connection, allowing the person to stay connected to us, though the topic might be something that is shut down. No, I'm sorry, you're not getting that promotion. I know you really, really wanted it. You are incredibly valuable for you. And I'm, and I'm wanting to see if we can move you into a place, not just, sorry, 
there's just a little bit more that if you are so willing can be offered, which helps the person still feel important to you. And, and what do we want? We want to be important to people. Yes, we want our thoughts to be important. Of course. We want our concepts to be important. Of course. But we want to be important. And if you remember that, it changes your relationships tremendously. If the person is always important to you and not just the topic. Exactly. It'll, even if you have to say no to them, it changes the way you do it. There's a, there's a, there's a way to care, if you choose to, about everyone. I heard a quote the other day it was from author unknown. And it said, do you see the unfolding of God in each face you come upon? And I went, wow, I've got some work to do. But I thought that was glorious. And I think there's a place of us looking at that. How are we looking at other people? How are we looking at ourselves? And when you take a little bit of time to care about someone, changes very much the way they are with you. They lose their insecurity a lot of times. They lose their fear. They lose their judgment. They lose their resentment. Someone asked me the other day, how do you end resentment? And I said, by bringing compassion from both sides. Yeah. There's got to be a desire for something more. And so in the business sector, when you want to have a very healthy relationship with your staff, part of that is letting them, them know they're important. I had a... I have a, 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 C, a COO and he calls me when he's frustrated. So he called me and he said, I am about to ream everybody's rear end at work. And, and he said, so I, I need you to debrief me. Like, okay, I'm so glad you called. So he told me what was going on. And basically they've gotten all their stats back and their stats are phenomenal. This is an incredible company. One area, they were at 5%. And he was going to go in and just ream them. And I said, so it's a really good thing you called. You're not going to do that. He said, I'm not. I said, no, you're going to go buy a really big box of donuts. He said, what? I said, yeah, you're going to go and you're going to buy a really big doc box of donuts. You're going to sit down with the whole staff and you're going to say, I got some fantastic news today. We got all our stats back and they're going to be looking at you. And they, they know things aren't going completely as they need to be going. And I said, you're going to say, we are incredible. We are incredible. We've done really, really well. And we're great in here. And we're great in here. We're great in here. We're great in here. We're great in here. We're 5% at retainment. Look how great we're about to be. We're such a successful company at 5%. Now, this number is going to change. And you better grab a donut because we got a lot of work to do. But think how far we can go when we move this to the other direction. And he said, Dr. Heather, I am so glad I called. I am buying donuts right now. And they had a great staff meeting. Now, he could have gone in and screamed and yelled at them and told them they were horrible. And But they're not. Mm -hmm. They're not. Something's not working. They need to figure it out. And, and they will. But there's the place of do you respect the other person? And do you move into a growth mindset, a problem and a solution are not, not the same energy. And what most of us do is we beat up the problem. If you think about what happens when you're stuck, you keep looking, you keep looking, you can't find it, and it doesn't make sense. You get really frustrated. What do you do? You go, oh, I just need to take a break. You pull back, get out of all the botchiness, and then all of a sudden, insight drops in. Not from here. From here, you go, wait a second. You take the, the, the phrase, you have to dig yourself out of a hole, which in America is a common saying. It makes no sense. You actually 
can't. You can't dig yourself out of a hole unless you go all the way through the earth. At some point, the walls are falling down. It's not working. It's about to cave in. You put the shovel down and you crawl out. Same thing with a problem. Put it down. Crawl out. Give yourself the opportunity for more insights. And then you move in a very different direction. Because then something, not away from something. And if we think about that in our communication, if our communication can be toward something, not away, it has a very different feel because one is engaging, opening, mm-hmm. connecting. The other is pushing away, guarding. And people will say, well, no, but I have to protect myself. A hundred percent. You do that. And then you step in as far as feels safe for you. But if you go in all guarded and covered, the energy is not going to be helpful. And you're not going to process the same things. If I say to you right now, when you step outside of the room that you're in, someone you hate is outside the door. You will walk out of the room with a certain mind frame and a cer- certain energy. Exactly. You will have predetermined how you're thinking and how you're feeling before you get there. If we take, and if I tell you someone you love is outside the room, oh my gosh, you're running to the door, opening it up. Oh my gosh, you're excited, you're open, you're you're in a place of joy and love. If we let ourselves know that truth, I determine myself where I go before I am there. Wow. Now we really move into a beautiful place of mindset, which is I'm going to prepare my mindset for this meeting, for my dad. It goes very well. If you have stepped in with possibility, you're going to milk it for everything you can. If you're going with a negative, defeated, judgmental, you're going to miss so much. Because if you're going in really high, then if the things bother you and tick you off and make you frustrated, you know, you, you start to come down a little bit, but you got the room to come down. If you're at the bottom, first thing that goes wrong, oh, I hate this. This is stupid. There you go. And you cut yourself off. So when we own, I get to be responsible for what I think. I get to be responsible for what I feel. I get to decide my future. What a beautiful place to be. What an empowered place to be. That's really lovely, I would say. <laughs> That's really, really lovely. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Now, I mean, uh, with... 27 years as a psychotherapist author and speaker what advice do you have for the individuals who may be struggling with their mental health and are hesitant to seek the professional help well it depends upon what's going on the kind of help that that you are to look for <clears throat> and so it's important to be mindful there it's also important to to get some word of mouth referral or personal referral. Just because somebody has a degree or has a license does not necessarily mean they're going to be the best one for you or, or even that that they're as skilled as you would like. So y- you want y- you've got to be able to trust to a certain extent, but sometimes with what's going on mentally that's harder for us. So my thought would be ask yourself what is it that i can do to help myself feel a little bit more secure or feel feel a little bit more um strong within this exploration and part of it is to say if this doesn't feel right i won't continue yeah. or if this doesn't seem like it's going to benefit me i 
I, I won't be signing on. There's a place to know if you're looking for someone to support you or, or assistance or to guide you, they, they need to be the right person for you as well. Now, if you have something like paranoid schizophrenia, like my mom, you're not going to feel anybody does. That That's a very different situation. Or if you have some sort of... Um, psychotic or cognitive disorder then then how your brain is recognizing what's going on is not quite as clear and so i would i would make certain you have a very good medical doctor or a very good psychiatrist to help you with that but there's the place of of asking yourself what am i doing that's helping myself because even if you're not working with a professional there are things that you can be doing to help yourself and so i would ask that is what i'm doing helping me heal helping me grow helping me take care of myself in a way that is allowing me to move in the direction of health that's not going to be staying in bed isolating sure. so a lot of times what we want to do is not what's best for us and so we tend to ask do i want to that's not the right question for anything other than pleasure do I want a chocolate chip cookie? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is it what's best for me right now at seven o'clock in the morning? No. So what we grow becomes stronger, not what do I want? Because that will be based on pleasure and effort. No, I just want to stay in bed and eat bonbons and watch TV. That's not going to be what's best for me. And so, especially when you're working with concern and challenges of what might be going on mentally, ask yourself, is this helping me come to a saner, more solid, more secure, more stable place? Am I helping myself as much as I can in the world environment? Okay. Or am I pulling further and further and further and further away? Sure. There are tons of support groups. There are tons of um, meetup groups and online chats for everything. That we always need more help. So there's only so much that can be offered that's free through governmental assistance, but there's always help. So make certain that you look and let people know you're struggling. It's important that people know to try to assist where they can. Exactly. Exactly true. Great. So, um, before we wrap up, like your mission is to uh, transform conversations and the relationships. So, if you can share these success stories or maybe some examples where individuals have implemented the conscious communication and have witnessed the positive shifts in their mental well-being and the professional lives. Sure. One of the one of the best things you can do with your partner or your children or someone who's important to you is every single day, ask them, is there some place that I missed you? Is there some place I didn't come through for you? And then listen and know that when they say, yeah, I wanted you to ask about, they're giving you the information, number one, because you've asked. So there's not room to be angry with them or defensive. You've asked and they're telling you, you could love me a little bit more right here. If you're wanting to have a better relationship and that could be business too. How did I do today? How did I come through for you? Where was I successful? Where was I most beneficial? And where did I miss? What could I do better? What could I do differently? That is a, a mindset of improving. 
that is a, a mindset of growth. So what I say is ask, what did I miss? You know, where, where did I not come through? And then also ask, and where did I come through? Where was I successful for you? Where did you feel the most loved? Where did you feel the most connected with me? And would you open up and let me share a little bit more so you can receive it ever, you know, even more. When I tell clients, you will not be able to go through a day, I work largely with couples, you will not be able to go through a day saying that your partner didn't try and that your partner didn't offer love. Now, you might not receive it. That's going to be on you. But you will not be able to say your partner didn't try to help improve, grow, and love you. That plays with your head. Because then when you're not feeling any more loved, when you're not drawing any closer, you really have to look at, why am I blocking this? Mm-hmm. And we have this negative bias as mm-hmm. humans that we hold on to the negativity and not so much the positive. I'm, I, I can't say globally, but I want to say globally. No, I'm going to. I think all of us can learn to receive more deeply. Why not? Why not learn to receive love, praise, adoration more deeply? Doesn't mean you become cocky. Doesn't mean you become egotistical. Just means you get a hug. Just means you feel good for a moment. You did a great job. That doesn't mean you're brilliant. It means you did a great job. This this worked. Hallelujah. But we so don't let ourselves receive. And then we wonder why we're so depressed, so sad, so anxious, so frustrated so angry. It's because we're not letting ourselves receive. And so to me, that's always the key for all relationships. That's something really great, I would say. Lovely. And that concludes another thought-provoking episodes of Mind Matters, navigating the mental health mindset and the business communication. A special thanks to Dr. Hida for sharing her profound insights on the conscious communication and its transformative impact on our lives. So if you have found this episode resonant and eye-opening, be sure to subscribe for more conversations that unravel the intricacies of the mind and offer practical strategies for fostering the healthy communication. So uh, also, like if you want to connect with Dr. Hither, you can connect. So I'll just request uh, Dr. Hither, like if someone wants to connect with you, wants to know more about your books, how they can uh, connect. My website is the easiest place. So www.drheatherbrowne.com. Everything's there. There's freebies to pick up. My book, workshops, working with me, my TEDx, anything you want to know. Or if you just have questions, feel free to reach out. I'd be honored. That's really lovely. Great. Great. So uh, thank you. Thank you all for joining us. And until next time, um, this is your host, Avik, signing off from Healthy Mind and Healthy Life, wishing you mental resilience, mindful communication, and a thriving mindset. So thank you so much.